Before I start our morning sermon today, I want to read to you a statement from our city mayor, Paul Worley. It goes as follows. City of Quincy, Washington. Day, a proclamation. Prayer. Whereas President Donald J. Trump declared March 15, 2020 as a national day of prayer for all Americans affected by the coronavirus and for our national response effort on March 14, 2020, thus allowing the partnership of church and state and whereas Quincy community has been impacted dramatically by the number of community members testing positive for the coronavirus and the loss of one life, which is one life too many, and whereas we, the citizens of Quincy, we have come together over the years of time of national, state, and local disasters to show our tenacity, courage, and volunteerism to assist those in need. And whereas we, the city of Quincy, in the Quincy Valley, have built our family and community on a strong faith foundation. Now, therefore, I, Paul Worley, as mayor of the city of Quincy, do hereby proclaim March 29, 2020, as a day of prayer in the city of Quincy, and ask you, citizens of all faiths, religious traditions, and backgrounds to join with me to pray for spiritual strength to overcome fear and anxiety, for inspiration to protect ourselves and our families, and for the awareness and ability to minister to those in need. And then he signed it this 25th day on March 2020. Paul Worley, Mayor. As your pastor... This is our call to spiritual arms. Two, if not already, praying for our cities, our counties, our state, our nation, as we are in a state of emergency. Thank you. Today's text is found in Ezekiel chapter 37, starting at verse 1. And I will be reading from the NIV. It's titled, in my NIV, The Valley of Dried Bones. It goes as follows. Again, Ezekiel 37, starting at verse 1. The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. He asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? I said, O sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you, and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you, and make flesh come upon you, and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you, and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. 
So I prophesied, and as I as I was commanded, and as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone. I looked, and tendons and flesh appeared on them, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, Prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to it, This is what the sovereign Lord says. Come from the four winds, and O breath, and breathe into these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied, as he commanded me, and breath entered them. They came to life and stood up. A vast army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They say our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. We are cut off, therefore prophesy and say to them, This is what the sovereign Lord says. O oh, my people, I'm going to open your graves and bring you up from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Then the people my people will know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and bring you up from them. I will put my spirit in you and you will live. I will settle you in your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken. And I have done it, declares the Lord. The reading of God's word. Will you bow your heads with me? as we uh, open up with a word of prayer. Oh, Heavenly Father, today we recognize that only you can bring life to the dead. And we recognize this morning that you are in the business of bringing new life today, right now. So, Heavenly Father, if we are here today, and we recognize that we feel like a sack of dried up old bones, would you breathe into us today new life? I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Oftentimes, I try to put myself into the setting that the Word of God describes do and so causes one i hope to better understand the meaning that's being conveyed last week we had a man born blind all his life he only experienced darkness having to be led constantly bumping into things always dependent on someone else one could even engage into some crazy trust games to get a feel of how it might be to be a blind man. Today's events, not so much. To get into the skin of Ezekiel would be like being thrown into a, a middle of some far-fetched sci-fi movie before any technology of any kind. Approximately 2,500 years ago, God intervenes on a Hebrew man's life while he is living in exile in the country of Babylonia. Ezekiel sees visions. <laughs> Out of this world visions. Where even today we would shake our heads and wonder of wonder what we just saw. And how would we try to explain it to anyone? 
it would take too long to share these some of these examples. But the first chapter of this book of Ezekiel was packed full of these wonders. And I want you to keep in mind all the time, remembering all the while that these visions took place some 2,500 years before today. Today's text gives us enough to marvel about with the, with the setting of the valley of, uh, it's full of human, dried human remains. It's an image of hopelessness. Words such as arid, dry, wasteland, destitute comes to our mind. It's a picture of no future. This valley of dry bones was how the Israelites viewed themselves after the devastation from first the Assyrian and then the Babylonians. The Israelites were captive in a foreign country. They had little hope for tomorrow. They worded their thoughts like this. Our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. We are cut off. Through the vision, God gives a people a hope for tomorrow. We read it as verse 12, Therefore prophesy and say to them, This is what the sovereign Lord says, O my people, I'm going to open your graves and bring you up from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Through this vision of a bone heap rattling together and then watching their bones take shape, the NIV, NIV words it like this. There was a noise. <laughs> Can you put yourself in those shoes? There was a noise, a rattling. And you look around and the bones come together, bone to bone. As the prophet was watching muscles, tendons, and then flesh covered these bones in a moment of time. <laughs> Because of the content, I'm sure it would have been rated at least a PG-13 by today's movie standards. What must have come to Ezekiel's mind? This was way before the thought of even uh, sci-fi movies. Never, they weren't even a thought. Here stood all these bones. Here stood all these bodies full of dead man's bones. Ezekiel noted that before him stood a vast army, vertical, but still lifeless. Then God said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy son of man and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe into these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath entered them. They came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. The natural question we have is, did this really take place? Or will this take place in the future? The simple answer is no. The physical bodies of this vast army were symbolic. 
It was a vision. Could God literally make this happen? I believe so, and so did Ezekiel. That's why when God started this vision, he asked Ezekiel, Son of man, can these bones live? <laughs> Ezekiel answers, Ah, oh, sovereign Lord, you alone know. Ezekiel knew. And we know that nothing is impossible for our God. This was prophecy promising to bring the Israelite nation back to the land given to them as their inheritance. With that being said, where do we find ourselves in the text today? Spiritually speaking, are you a dead man living in a body of bones? A sepulcher, a place to keep the bones in one place. As you listen to or watch this video in the quietness of your home, honestly answer that question. Spiritually speaking, are you dead inside? Thinking, I'm a dead person in human flesh? You're able to take on breath, but you have little or no reason to move forward. Alive, but spiritually dead. To you this morning, this prophecy is a message of hope. This is your chance to get a glimpse of what God wants to do in you. He wants to take where you are and breathe new life into your dried bones. Allow me to introduce you to you a New Testament story. It's, it's the story of Jesus entering into a scene where his dear friend Lazarus had died. The Gospel of John tells this story. The event is, the event is found in John chapter 11. Let me give you a little setting. In biblical times, the place where, where they buried their family was a burial chamber, a sepulcher. One rolls the stone away, and inside is what remained of their family, just bones. Their flesh and clothing have long since decayed, leaving dried old bones of their loved ones. You could put your whole family in one of these burial sites. Lazarus was sick and then dies. Jesus and his disciples go to where Lazarus and his two sisters, Mary and Martha, live in Bethany. The setting is typical of the mourning period for when a man, family member dies. Then Jesus and his disciples arrive on the scene. The sisters individually meet up with Jesus, explaining that if he had been there, their brother would not have died. Chronologically, right before this, Jesus healed the man who was born blind. That was last week's sermon. They, know he, they knew he could have saved their beloved brother as well. They knew he was the Son of God. They knew and believed he was the Messiah. Jesus challenged them both with, Do you believe? And they both thought he was talking about the afterlife experience 
But Jesus was talking about, do you believe I can bring Lazarus back from the grave? Jesus asked in 1114, where have you laid him? Come and see, they replied. Then we have the shortest verse in the Bible. The Bible tells us Jesus wept. Then the crowds observed. See how he loved him? But some of them said, Could he who not opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? In verse 39, Jesus reaches the, the, the scene, the grave. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there is a bad odor, for he has been there four days. Everyone there thought Jesus was talking figuratively, like the valley of dried bones. But Jesus was talking literally. Verse 43, Jesus called out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The Bible tells us in verse 44, the dead man came out. <laughs> His hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. And Jesus said to him, them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. Dead men and dead women today, can you hear Jesus' words this morning? Can you hear him call out your name and say, Come out, in my name, take off your grave clothes. We've talked a lot about death this morning. Death, however, is not the central theme here. The theme is great hope for today and a great hope for an uncertain tomorrow. Our Creator God hasn't changed. His one and only Son, Jesus Christ, hasn't changed. Nor has His precious Holy Spirit. They are, in, they are still in the business of breathing new life in our souls today right now. They are still in the business of taking old dead carcasses and making them alive. If that is you this morning, would you not go another second? Would you not take another breath of air without asking our Lord and Savior to give you life? Yes. Yes, he will forgive you of sins. Yes, he will give you a clean slate, and yes, he will, by faith, make you alive again right now, right here. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, oh, giver of life, right here and right now, we ask you to do a complete work in our lives. Forgive us, forgive us of our sins. Forgive us for not allowing you to be God in our lives. 
and precious Holy Spirit, come in and bring us life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. I'm thinking of our current life and how we are uh, self-quarantined. Because of COVID-19, we are told it's going to get worse before it gets better. The government promises to help out financially. Our state is on lockdown. And if you were in dead man's clothing before, I'm afraid it's going to be tempting to revert, revert back to despair. But the God of hope is there offering and giving life, real life to all who trust in him with all their hope and trust. That same Holy Spirit can give, that gives life to dry bones is available to enable believers to live lives alive. Lives that are pleasing to God. Be alive in Christ today. Be encouraged. Be lifted up. Thank you. God bless you. You want to continue the conversation? Find us online. God bless you. Have a good week.